felt like quite a lot of the times when when we do pre-chatter before any of us actually does an intro, I'm usually like the first one to be ambling on, and I don't know why. Just the way you are, Joe. Interesting guy has got a lot on his mind. That's what it is. Yeah. You've got a lot of ideas. You just have to share them. Yeah. Not very good ideas, but a lot. No, of no, I'm, I, I'm very, I'm very short of good ideas. I have lots of ideas, but they're all a bit. They're, they're consistent in your telling of them. They're consistently very bad, but they're consistent nonetheless. Yes, very, very true. Hello, by the way, welcome to Connecting Vague Dots with me, Seth Cox, Mr. Pennells. And me, Wilborn. Not going to introduce me? I, was, no, I, wasn't, I wasn't going to. You're not going to introduce the guest, Seth. Well, I was waiting for Jay to say hello, and then there's... Uh... I'm a strong I independent was... woman. I can introduce myself. I don't need no man to introduce me. So I didn't want to talk down to you, Will, to be honest. I didn't want to condescend you like that. Thank you. That's respectful of you. So, so it's very hard not to talk down to Will, especially as he is so short. Am I taller than you, Seth? I'm pretty sure we're the same. Yeah, opinion. I'm laughing, but I think he's actually about my height. <laughs> yeah, you're both short asses. How tall are you, Jay? You're not like massively... I'm like two. I'm like an inch or two taller than you. So this is just. He's a giant. Yeah. <laughs> giant um, knob. I have a giant no. knob. Oh, that I know. You, <laughs> you were going to say that. I was trying to get him before you. You 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 always fail to get in before me, Seth. Oh. Do I? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Well, so, Will, I just, I, I'm just thinking about this this morning. I think you may now be, or you may have been before, I don't know, our most revisited guest. Yeah, I think I was before, but I've solidified the title now. I think I've yeah, been before this three times, I think. so. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember. I think the only person coming close to you at the moment is Tom Kerry, and I can't remember how many times we've had him on. It's like Tom and Dan are joint, aren't they? Maybe. I think Tom, Tom and Dan Elston are, are joint. Yeah. Mm. And Will, you're you're on like what three or four now? I think it's my fourth one. Yeah. What's wrong with me? We should we should do badges or like I've been on CBD four times. T-shirts, you know. We should we should make a spreadsheet. We make a we can make a spreadsheet, and at the end of every year, we give out prizes for for who's who's been on the most. But what Jay, prizes? Yeah, exactly. We, we have no no means. Is there incentive for this, or is it like a decentive that like I shouldn't do it? Yeah, um, we we don't want you on anymore. So your pro so the f- prize for first place is a jar of mine and Seth's piss. <laughs> The prize of second and the prize of second place is just Seth's piss, and the prize for third place is just my piss, because my piss is better than Seth's. No, but surely that's a very strong claim to make there. That is, I can I can back it up. So please don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want you to go on back it up. How are you going to do that? How am I going to back up that my piss is better than yours? I drink a bloody lot of tea and water. A bloody I lot. drink Gallons. a bloody lot of coffee. Your piss is going to be coffee piss then. Coffee piss is better piss. 
that's not a saying. It is. It is now. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. J quotes list I've got. <laughs> Coffee piss is better piss. And I stand by it. Quote going on there, actually. The other quote that I have is um, quote, I've got some fat tits right here. And <laughs> context, please. I don't remember that. I don't even remember the context. <laughs> Just have it. Brothers <laughs> is better piss. Coffee piss is better piss. I'm standing by that. Sure. I've just thought of a um of a better idea for the person who's been on the most times apart from me, you, Jeff. Like as a, okay. as a as a prize, I think they should replace you on the show as, as host. Um, with the greatest effect, I'd do literally anything else. What, what about what about the prize of replacing Seth? Would you, would you take that? No one can replace Seth. Ugh. I think. Thank you, Will. No one can stoop that low. It's fine. Oh, thank you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now, now that Will successfully um, insulted both me and Jay, yeah, you know, me probably more so, and you know, Jay just a little bit. Um, Jay, should, do you want to do your spiel? My new job. I've done yours yet? Haven't I? You said you said hello, but you didn't yeah, really say wasn't... you didn't do it properly. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, I've just been reviewed. Okay, <clears throat> take two. Here we go. Hello, um, anyone listening? Welcome to Connecting Vague Dots. You, we've got uh, me and Jay, your usual hosts, and we've got a very special guest, one of our favourite guests, Will Bourne. Oh, hello there. You, you actually did it properly. I'm well honoured. done, Seth. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Jay, do you want to tell them what the podcast is about? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to do my usual technique of holding my coffee cup right to my mouth just to to get myself through it quicker. So the concept for the podcast is we all choose, well, we used to choose one film, one book, and one piece of music, each with an underlying link that we had to connect. But now we're choosing four things, still from those categories, but one of them is an odd one out. The other two in this call have to find out what the odd one out is and what the underlying link is. And we also get points for having revisited anything the other person suggested the week before. So, Seth, have you revisited anything I talked about last week? I certainly have, Jay. I certainly have. I listened to, for the first time, I listened to Circles by Mac Miller. <gasps> ah, what do you think? I really liked it. Good. I recognised one of the songs only from Jojo Rabbit. Which was a nice little. Oh, I know that one. No, oh, which one? Um, everybody's gotta live. Everybody's gonna die. That one. Oh, yeah. I think it's just called everybody. Everybody. It? Yeah. It's called everybody. <laughs> Brilliant. It should have stopped immediately. Okay. Yeah. But yep. yeah, good album. Really enjoyed it. So. Yeah. I'm I, to me I, with it. I really like it. Um, anything else from from what I suggested last week? So we also had Black Star by David Bowie. This is a brilliant album. Um, we had Bucket List, which is Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson. We also had Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, the film adaptation with Chadwick Boseman. Mm. No, I didn't. No. Okay, that's what I was looking for, <laughs> Seth. <laughs> Sorry. That is that is the thing that you had to say there. It's sort of that moment where the teacher calls on you in the middle of class, and you're just not. You're just not 
engaged enough to, to make an intelligent response, if you know what I mean. That, that was my only ever experience of being yeah. called on in class. It's like, oh, I hadn't been paying attention. I, um, yeah. oh, maths class was the best. You get called on, you quickly look at the whiteboard to see like what maths was even going on and just try to piece it all together as fast as you could. Like, oh, yeah. Mm. And then you come up with the wrong answer. Yeah. Well, you definitely did. I definitely would. I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, did you revisit? But for me, the, for me, the glancing at the at the whiteboard hurriedly would would be in physics, because mm. I very rarely had an idea of what was going on in physics. Anyway, um, did I revisit any of your things? Mm. That's probably something we should come on to now, and I think the answer is no. I can't remember what your things were. No, Curious joking. incident with the dog in the yeah. night time. Yeah. Which I didn't read. Um, Wolf Alice. Yeah. No. Um, there was another thing that I was there. Things. Yep, didn't read that. Uh, and the last thing was a film with Army Hammer in it. Oh, yes. Sorry to bother you. Yes, that was the one. And I didn't revisit any of those. Okay. So... Zero points to me and one point to both Seth and Will as we begin. Beautiful. Okay. Will, would Mm. you like to tell us what your things are so we can have a vague idea of what we want to talk about first? All of them or just one of them? Let's just go all of them because what we normally do is... We we get a vague idea of what they are, and then we attack them one by one. Okay, so uh, on my list today, um, if you know anything about me, um, I don't read any books, so like that, I've not got any books today. Nice. And I've actually I have got a book, but not one I read. So. Sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have first of all Onward, and the film. Yeah. Got film Battleship. 2012. Um, then we've got Jupiter Ascending by the Wachowskis. And the book is The Casual Vacancy by J.K. Rowling. That's a very interesting mix of stuff know, there. That is something else. That. What was Jupiter Ascending? What, what was that? That's a film by the Wachowskis. That's um. That's got Eddie Redmayne being terrible in it. Doesn't oh, it? it's got Eddie. No, the best performance of his career. <laughs> yeah, not not a patch stuff? on. Um... No, I haven't seen it. No. Oh, you should see it. It's one. It basically got Mila Kunis falling in love with Channing Tatum, who's a dog man. That. And there was there's, there's a quote from the film at one point. She says that she's. He says, "Oh, we can't be together because you know I'm more dog than human." She's like, "Oh, but I love dogs." <laughs> The only life where that's sinful. That's devotion, yeah. isn't it? Hmm? That's devotion to your partner. So what did Chadwick Boseman become? Chadwick, why did I say Chad? Channing Tatum? Did he become the um the dog man later on in the film? Was that like a no, no? He's he's what they call a splice in the film. He's a genetic mix between dog and man to be a, a good warrior for his. Like, that, that was going to be my second guess. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Um, wow, I'm looking forward to talking to that one. Um. Battleship, that's the one with Rihanna, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah, 
I haven't seen that either. Actually, another wonderful film. <laughs> it's so bad. Such a I weird. Thought originally, it was directed by Michael Bay or produced by. He has nothing to do with that film. He's not involved. With Are it. you serious? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I swear it is like a Hasbro thing, though, isn't it? I was sworn blind. He had his fingers all over that. Okay. I mean, no, it's only got like comparisons to his Transformers films, but yeah, he had nothing to do with Battleship. <gasps> Interesting. Oh. Interesting. Um, okay, well, that is an interesting list. Good list, actually. I I'm, look, I'm looking forward to puzzling that one out. Seth, mm -hmm. what's yours? Oh, yes. You are going to like my list. I've just lost it, actually. Where is it? There it is. Um, my list. Uh, Thursday Murder Club, uh, the book by Richard Osman. Okay. Uh, the film Wildlife. Uh, the movie The Dig that came out on Netflix, I think it was early this year. Right. And the 1975 Notes on a Conditional Form, their most recent album, I think. Notes on a Conditional Form. Right, okay. Well, I have the Thursday Murder Club. Um yes. I have the book. I got it for Christmas and I haven't read it yet. Partially because um, it was something that I was throwing at one of my housemates to wake her up every morning and then she just stole it. Fair is enough. It, is it the kind of book you use to wake someone up or is it... Yeah, it's a hardback, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then she just took it and nicked it and said, I'll give it back once I've read it. Yeah. Which is helpful. I wanted to read that. Um, don't don't feel at like a disadvantage because I haven't read it either. Um, For fuck's sake! No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't read it. Um, I listened to the BBC Sounds version of it, so I mean. Oh yeah, that um, Richard Osman did himself, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's probably pretty true to the book. I hope. Okay. okay. Um. But yeah. Mm. All right, I will give you mine yeah. now, my list. Yeah. So we have Eliza Doolittle by Eliza Doolittle, the album. We have Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens. We have Igor by Tyler, the Creator, which is an album. Um, Eagles in all caps, by the way. Just so you know. Important. You don't know. And the last choice is the film Erin Brockovich, starring Julia Roberts and Albert Finney from the year 2000, I think. Like the Busted song. The year 2000. Yeah. Not the year 3000, which is a terrible song. Oh, bollocks. Oh, it's a yeah, wonderful no, song. Don't, don't bash it like that. It's, it's garbage. It's a bot, as the kids call it. It's hot. It's hot garbage. It's not even hot garbage. It's cold garbage now. I don't know. I think it's pretty hot. Is that you more know? of an insult, saying something's cold garbage rather than hot garbage? I don't know, but I feel like it is. In my is head, normal. cold garbage is worse than hot garbage. Although hot garbage stinks more. I think that's the point, because it means something's like to smell. Bad. Yeah. But if you can eat it, probably hot garbage is better, I'd assume. So. 
It's about perspective, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's all about whether or not you're deciding to eat the garbage. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Well, because you're the guest, I think you get first choice of the thing that you want to investigate. Oh, God. I mean... I've... Of, of all your films, I've not watched... Or at least not fully watched any of them. Mm. Um, you made um, sure that we noted down the all capitals of Igor. And I quite liked Alvin Crater. So why don't you give us a bit more about the Igor album first? Okay, great. So this is a 2019 album by Tyler the Creator. Um, I think all of it, all of it is in all caps. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Um, it's pink cover. I think when he toured it, he had a very, very elaborate costume because it was much more of a character study if you if you want to look at it like that it, it was telling a specific story that oh, was not him yeah. no so unlike a lot of hip hop stuff it was very overtly not truth it's possibly based on truth but not exact truth um, telling the story of Igor who falls in love with uh, another man and oh, it's like a love triangle thing and it goes really badly wrong and then like the one of the last songs is Are We Still Friends I think, yeah um, there's, there's a lot of like toxicity in the song and in the lyrics and desperation and the production of it is incredible it's probably Tyler the Creator's most distinctive produced albums so far. So through through all the years of him making music, he's had quite a distinctive sound through the through the early years where he was a bit more of a a troll through like Wolf and Goblin, who's trying to shock people. Cherry Bomb is very loud and aggressive and Flower Boy is more mainstream and then Eagle is the most distinctive probably and the most true to him I think and his own vision he is, he, he's very much involved at every point of it it's, it's a really really strong album I really like it hmm yeah I know what I know what the album cover looks like. Mm. Yeah, I think I, if I remember correctly, um, the the tour for it, he would he would always do in a white suit and a white like you know monk bowl cut with yeah. of white hair because it was all about the the character of Igor. Who, who is this character? Sorry, you said what his story was, but is he from like, like fiction or did? Tyler I think he's it's, it's just a, it's just a story that Tyler the Creator has made. Hmm. Well, what are you thinking? I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, 
seem to place pretty heavy emphasis so far on like the production and the tour of this so far. So I'm wondering if that's that's factoring into something. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell without knowing many other things. Yeah. Very interesting. Hmm. There's a, there's a lot to go on there. I'm thinking down the lines of like telling a specific story or yeah. like a character study. But that's anything could be telling a specific story. That's quite a vague thing to go on. Uh, but, but like a like a character study more. more oh, so. I see. Yeah, okay, makes sense. Yeah, but um, okay, interesting. Shall we? Are we do you want to do you want to go for another one whilst you're here? I'd like to go for another one. Will do you have one that you're leaning towards that you want to interrogate Jay about? Not particularly, if you've got one you want to ask about, you go for it. Okay, thank you. I'd quite like to ask about Aaron Brockovich. Ah, Erin Brockovich. So it's a 2000 film um, directed by Steven Soderbergh, I believe. Um, it did very well at the Oscars. Well, it won one for Julia Roberts for her performance in it, which was incredible, um, and got nominated for, I think, Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, um, Best Supporting Actor, lots of things. So really good film so it tells the story of a woman who was fighting a legal case after she got hit by a car by a doctor and she was suing him and her fiery personality basically loses her the case and then she goes to work as like a legal assistant for the lawyer that she had who reluctantly takes her on she is quite, it's a forceful personality, to say the least. And then they, they begin to investigate claims that um, uh, like a gas and water company has been polluting a water supply that has been causing people to get tumours. And so it's a, a big uh, like socio-political legal case that takes up the whole film. It's not much of a character study, particularly, but it it is very much focused on the character Erin Brockovich, and it's a really strong film. I haven't seen it for a few years, but I it's Julia Roberts' performance in it is remarkable, and Albert Finney is also the lawyer in it, who is a very very good um, opposite to her. It's a, it's a really strong film. It's got a very strong emotional core to it. Sounds quite strong. Did I say strong a lot? Yeah, you said strong about four or five times there. Okay, that's fine. So, I don't know if that's leading or you just, just lost words. Um, can you just remind me, or didn't say, um, did Eagle win lots of awards or was it like critically received very highly? Lots of people... Um, See Eagle as one of the, one of, if not Tyler's best thing that he's done. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how well it did at awards. I'm just going to look that up. Actually, is it your favorite album of his, or is it just considered the best? I I would say it is my my favorite album of his that I've listened to. I haven't heard much of his earlier stuff, but I've heard, I've heard Cherry Bomb. Which is very aggressive, very striking, and Flower Boy, which is very 
it's produced to be consumable, which is sort of the point behind it. And it's it's a really good album, but I it's not it's not as good as Igor in my opinion. And I think it think Igor did win best rap album. Um, I don't know if it won anything else, but yes, it did win that. So there you go. Wow. Right. Well, Seth, I don't think it's got anything to do with the awards because you have to look it up. Um, yeah, no. Might I've... be like pretty fair claim, but I don't think the, the amount of awards these things have won or how well they did necessarily corresponds to the link. No, I don't think so. Oh, that smile on your face right now, Jay. I hate it. <laughs> do not like that. Do, do you know what? Well, this may seem like a very basic um, like comment, but I mean, if you look at his picks, you've got Aaron Brockovich, Igor, Oliver Twist, and Eliza Doolittle. So they're all just named after a character, apart from Eliza Doolittle, which is named after the artist because it's a self-titled album. Is that the link, do you reckon? Well, if it's the link, then Eliza Doolittle will be the old one out because you've got, like... Jay, Aaron Brockovich, that wasn't based on any... Well, it's not tr- a true story, is it? Yeah, no, no, it was. Because hmm. okay. it won um, adapted, well, it was nominated for adapted screenplay. So, because so it was adapted from the um, the real life story. So probably not to do with fictional characters being the title. I'm 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 not sure. I don't know much about the Eliza Doolittle one, but I currently it looks like he's going for something along the lines of strong characters mm. or a, a very powerful type of medium whatever thing it is yeah something to do with being strong definitely something along those lines so we just always throwing a massive red herring somewhere and we missed it completely after all i sort of want to ask him about eliza doolittle now yeah that's what my go-to yeah yeah you want to you want to carry on? Mm. Okay. So Eliza Doolittle, I I reckon that from from when I from when I was younger, this is probably one of my favorite ever albums. From like when I was like eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. I used to listen to this all the time. <laughs> it's really good. I really like it. Um, so Eliza Doolittle is obviously um, the stage name of the artist, but is also taken from I don't think it's a real name it's Eliza Doolittle is taken from the name um, in My Fair Lady the um, the character who is um, trained I, I think maybe is the right word by um, Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady and the album is very upbeat quite perky and nice and honestly it's just one of my one of my favorite albums i think to this day really it, it always puts me in a good mood and well that's right yeah what me being in a good mood yeah i know i should have listened to it before we came on really that must be some sort of album yeah and i just yeah it reminds well, um... me of being a kid and i like it a lot what genre is it? 
it was it was it was pop at the time when it came out. I I would say, you know, I think it charted quite well. I can't remember. I did, I, I never used to pay attention to it. I just listened to it a lot, and it, I liked it a lot. And it's on the radio every now and again. You know, stuff like Moneybox and Rollerblades. Well, hmm. look, now I'm thinking something to do with stage names. Because Tyler the Creator yeah, and Eliza do. seem more likely about a second. I'm not sure, though, because it's... He seems so proud of himself that you've clearly gone down a path he wants to or something. It's annoying, isn't it? It obviously now depends upon what he's thought about with Oliver Twists. But... So... No, I'm not, I'm not going to make a guess yet. Let's let's just hear it. Let's hear Oliver Twist. Come on, Oliver Twist. Okay, Oliver Twist. So, Oliver Twist is, of course, the classic novel from Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens, incidentally, had a very... Um, the way he wrote his stories, because they were written in um, series, like they were printed in newspapers, They were, all the chapters are written very short and quite concise and quite um, intriguing endings to the chapters to make you want to buy the next one. Charles Dickens was really smart and he would, and that's why he would write such long sentences. It's essentially just string out a story for so long that he could get as much money out of it, out of it as possible. And also when he used to go around and do readings and perform his stories and I think Neil Gaiman has said this before that he's tried doing readings of something like Christmas Carol or Oliver Twist and when you perform them when you read them out loud they flow so well and like they really draw in an audience which um Dickens was always very very good at but of course we all know the story of Oliver Twist you know little orphan boy basically gets joined into a gang and then falls in love and then People get shot, people die, and then he gets adopted by the by the nasty people from the beginning of the story. Essentially, well, I did it when I was a kid. Wrote a, a wrote, wrote, wrote a few, wrote a few like little paragraph essay essay type things when we were at primary school about it. Mm, when you were a kid, um, do you say? Yeah. Mm. About the time you were listening to Eliza Doolittle, perhaps per se. Mm? Mm? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Intriguing. Yeah, you know, it was like year five, year six. So yeah, I would have been listening to Eliza Doolittle about then. I wonder if you watched Erin Brockovich around that period as well. No, I didn't watch Erin Brockovich <laughs> until I was about 16, 17. Yeah, okay. Long shot, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Um, now I'm thinking, well, back to what you said about touring and performing stuff earlier. This could be, I don't know. Was Eliza Doolittle especially good at touring, Jay? No idea. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's if it's not that, it's not. Because um, the Aaron Brockbridge one wouldn't work with that either, and it would have to be too little. My best guess would be something along the lines of a very um, engaging story. Yeah. Because talked a lot about that. So you recognise it? Was... Dickens is very smart with his things and how when it was read out and played, it flowed very nicely. It was very compelling. Mm. And then Aaron Brockovich, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a good shout. So we'll say I like that's my best, 
best guess, but it's probably something very obscure or different. If it's not that, I'm not I'm not convinced. No, I'm I'm happy to go for that one actually. Yeah, I'm happy to put your neck on the line for that one. I don't know about so you. So that would be Elizabeth. As which one would be the open up though? Eliza Doolittle, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so formalize the the link for me, please. For for one point. Um, along the line was not exact exact wording for this, but a very compelling story in each of those things. Okay, and um, you're Eliza saying the odd one out is. I like to do this one. That's the open up. Okay. I, I can see where you're coming from. Absolutely, you are wrong on both counts. Oh dear! Bloody damn! My apologies, Seth. That's all right. Oh, right. You can tell us what it is then. No, I'm going to save it to the end. Oh, you bastard! Joe, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you got a quid every time you got called a bastard, I think you'd be seriously very rich. I would be incredibly. I'd be absolutely minted in yeah. the royal mint. I, I'm going to say, if me and Will didn't, you know, weren't near with something that we said, then your link is shit. Is what I'm going to say. Okay. All right. That's how I feel, anyway. Right. Okay. So now we're done with mine, and I'm still very smug about the fact that you two still have no it. idea what I what my link is. Just... Sorry, I'm just doing a little dance. Sorry for the for the listeners who can't see me moving to the but... beat of my own ego. Oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. don't. In fact, the, the listeners have like a bit, it's a bit of a blessing you can't see Jay do a smug little dance because it's actually quite creepy, you know? It's like, yeah, Fuck I'm, off! All right, okay. Shall we, shall we carry on? Yes, I'd like to talk about Will's list next. That's okay, Jay and Will. Yeah, sure, if you want to. Excellent. Yeah. Now, Will, your list is. Um, it's quite it's, a list, isn't it? It's summon. It's really summon. So what, we've got three films in one book. Yeah, yeah, three films in one book. Okay. Oh, that yeah. There we go. Odd one out straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Simple yet effective. Yeah. Where do you want to start with this one, Jay? I think. Let. Why don't we start with the book? The book. Casual. Yeah. Day. Sure yeah. thing. So as I said, I've not read this book. Um, and not many people have actually it wasn't particularly well received after they found out it was J.K. Rowling who wrote it because she did originally do it in a pen name didn't she? Mm. Is it Robert Galbraith? Is, uh, is that the pen name that she was using for that one or is it a different one? Oh no she actually put a name on it I'm pretty sure oh. you know, the, the other one she wrote the one that got lots of backlash recently that was her pen name but this one was I believe her she put her own name on it um, yeah, she, she the the Strike novels um get uh, um are under the pseudonym Robert Galbraith, and the last one, which I can't remember the name of, got a lot of backlash for having lots of transphobic tropes in it. Yeah, had um, a murderer because... who went around in a in a woman's like attire, didn't he? Yeah, a la Psycho and Silence of the Lambs and Fucking Dressed to Kill and famously trans allied J.K. Rowling. Yeah, turf central. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Let's book, move on from that, shall the we? The first um, 
was the first thing she wrote after the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't particularly well received, but you know, it wasn't the worst book in the world. Um, it's a pretty standard thing about um, it's, a, it's a very sort of uh, uh, sort of parish council affairs mystery type deal. The contents of the book are. Again, I haven't read it, so it's not like that important, but um, it was more sort of to do with, um, you know, her her first foray into non-fantasy writing, as it were. Yeah. yeah. I remember they, they made it into a BBC drama. They did. I watched they did, that, actually. Which was a lot better than the book. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, so it's, I remember from the BBC drama, there's the Rory Kinnear character, who is essentially... The, the heart and soul of the community who everyone likes and then in the first 15 minutes he has a brain hemorrhage and dies um it's an aneurysm actually not a hemorrhage i think you find you know, oh. it was yeah so the the, the parish councillor died and yeah Br- it, brain it, it, went bye bye and then yeah massive turmoil about everything seekers got revealed that kind of stuff but it's mm. like didn't someone start posting statuses from the dead character onto their social media and everyone was like, who's doing this? And now I'm really new. Yeah, I think so. What I found interesting about the series is that it had Michael Gambon in it. Dumbledore. Is that what you found interesting? That's yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, even as a series, it was still very slow. Mm. Um, I don't, I, it's curious because if she hadn't, wasn't known for Harry Potter and she just, as a standalone author, released that book i wonder if it would have been so negatively received i think it would lot... have been i think it would have been less received i don't think it, oh, no, it... it would have been less received obviously but like would that reception have been worse or would it have been just a standard book because she had a lot right after harry potter she had a lot of like expectations for a very good thing yeah probably then again we, we... by all standards very mediocre so well, she got lots we... of hate for it but um it wasn't maybe, there, it maybe that's why she started doing the Cormoran Strike stuff under a pseudonym. She'd go, Look, this, is a, this is a pretend person. And then you get the honest reaction of Robert Galbraith. And it wasn't Robert that, Galbraith's so. book. And then, and, then, and then she can go, ah, that was me. See, I can write other things, not Harry Potter. Like, maybe. That's why most pen names use, isn't it? Were those Robert... Were those books penned under the her pseudonym? Were they well received or not? Until the Comor- most recent one, the Comrade Strike ones were, yeah, yeah quite well originally. Hmm. I mean, they got they got BBC series as well. Was that before or after it was real? It was her. That was after. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think they were well received before. Um, she said it was her. And then when she said it was her, the BBC went, do you want to make a series? Hmm. Okay. Um, not a whole lot to go on there, I don't think. No, I feel like it, it's something to do with um, the creator doing something different, maybe. So we've also got Jupiter Ascending, which is, was would that be the first thing the Wachowskis did after The Matrix? Very possible. I think it was. I mean, again, just check on that because I'm not too familiar with their work. And I think I've what, got it. What, where would Onward come into it, Jay? You've seen Onward, I haven't. 
I haven't seen Onward. Oh, well, neither of us have seen Onward. You should see Onward, it's a good film. Talk, about, talk to us about Onward, then. Onward, yeah. okay. Um, do you, either of you like know what Onward is at all? Or have you just seen it for adverts or something? It's like the Pixar film with Chris yeah, Pratt. Yes, so it was Holland, it's a Pixar it? film. Um, that did surprisingly badly in the box office. Um, mostly because of the coronavirus. But yeah, it, it lost 135 million um, overall. Shocking, I know. That's because it was released just before all the cinemas closed because of the pandemic. No one expected oh, no. to do so, and it just tanked everywhere. Yes. I mean, it also got banned in, in like um, Saudi Arabia because there was like a one police officer who like is a lesbian in like for three seconds. <laughs> and she's like they're talking to somebody, and she's like, "Oh yeah, my girlfriend," and it got banned in Saudi Arabia for that. Banned, not having that. Yeah, they could surely cut that out and and release it. Like one it's second. Pretty difficult to do that. Yeah, you can't, you can't just like say something different, not allowed. Yeah, <laughs> it, um, it's a sort of a, a newish take on a fantasy. So it's it's uh, like a Dungeons and Dragons world, essentially. Like the, all the myths and of heroes and that kind of thing are true, but it's now progressed to like a modern day. So all the myths and legends happened, but now magic is a very rare thing. And it's like a big journey of two kids trying to get their dad back for a day from a spell. They've gone on a big quest. At the end, they're like happy with themselves and all that. You know, pretty standard Pixar type thing. Mm. That sounds quite it's, fun. It's, it's a pretty decent film. It's it's nothing like compared to Pixar's greatest greatest films, but it's yeah, it's quite a good one. Who who's who's in it? Who who made it and stuff? Um no one like massively famous. It wasn't a, a massive project from them. Okay. It's directed by Dan Scanlon. Yeah, it's quite um, a heartwarming tale. It's, again, pretty standard Pixar stuff. Yeah. Did, did it move you to tears at any point? Oh. Not like uh, the bit in Toy Story 3 or anything like that. But, um... All right, yeah. That was just harrowing. But yeah, yeah for sure. No, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a very sad film. I feel like it's got something to do with like a big thing. Like it's the creator's big, like new thing after their big success. So you've got the, the, the Wachowskis after The Matrix with Jupiter Ascending, JK Rowling with Casual Vacancy after Harry Potter. And it's either Onward or Battleship Ooh, after. I, I mean, Battleship has got what's his name from Avatar in it. As the lead, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and onward has Tom Holland, who's Spider Man, Chris yeah. Pratt, is, um, Star Lord. Uh, I don't know. Well, Battleship. Yes, Battleship. Battleship. Yeah. Is that the next one you're gonna? Okay. Yeah. So, this is a cracking film by all means. <laughs> And it's the kind of, not, not like a good film, it's the kind of film where if you want to watch it, you just have like a good time watching a film, watch Battleship. Because it is fucking insane, is what it is. I love it so much. Um, I think... Have you, have you seen like some of Michael Bay's Transformers films? Yes. Okay, They're horrible. so Jay, think that, but more US military porn. Yeah, I've, I, I, I have seen Battleship. It's, oh, you have seen it, okay. It's... It's awful. So if you haven't seen any Transformers films from Michael Bay, that's a no. good thing to go off. Okay, so 
Battleship has got three things in it. It's got the US military, it's got explosions, and it's got even more US military in it. That's the three things you need to know about this film. It's got aliens. It's got aliens, but that's like very sub... Yeah, no. That's a subplot. It's it's a big naval training exercise between um, Japan, the US, and a couple other countries, I believe. But there's an alien ship that lands somewhere. And uh, they like put a shield up and it blocks off a couple of US ships with our main characters. And one of his brothers is killed. There's a very sad scene there. And then Rihanna goes out on a rowboat to shoot it with a minigun and it doesn't work. And then there's some other stuff with scientists and things. And one of them was like the, the classic movie trope of like, oh, we've terraformed the planet. We've destroyed the atmosphere. Everything's all, all our fault. That's why they're coming here. And then at the end, they very bravely destroy the enemy ship by having, because they find out they're, um, they're not happy about sunlight. That's their weakness. It's sunlight. That's a bad weakness to have. So they position two snipers on the bow of the ship, angled just as the, as the sun rises over, and they snipe out the cockpit of this massive alien ship, and the sunlight bursts through and they all die. Whoa. For a second now. And he gets the girl. So that's, that's pretty cool as well. I forgot how stupid that oh, ending that's was. The best part, obviously. The girl is Lee Meeson's daughter, who is the admiral of the ship. Oh, fuck, I forgot that. Uh... <laughs> wow. Um, do you want to know how this film did in box office, success-wise? I'm guessing it flopped. It lost 150 million-ish. Uh... This is uh, 2012 as well, so not anything pandemic-related. <laughs> no, it's just a shit film. <laughs> No, it was a wonderful film that didn't deserve the amount of budget it had. It had about a 300 million budget for that horrific thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I I know the 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 link now. Flops. Is that what you're thinking? Flops. Yeah. Um, So onward onward was a pandemic flop. Battleship was a flop. Flop. (laughs) Jupiter Ascending was a flop. I seem to remember. And casual vacancy. Would you like to hear about Jupiter Ascending, or are you going to make? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Okay, so have you both seen it, or you haven't? Again, seen no, it? no, I haven't. I've heard, I've heard a lot of things about oh, it. I how do I it. describe Jupiter Ascending to you? <laughs> Tell you what, I'll give you a very quick summary of the plot, and then you can decide whether or not you want to like forget all about it. All right. So, this is a 2015 film. I, would, I think it was the Wachowski's first thing after Matrix. They wanted to do another like, big thing, big sci-fi thing they wanted to uh, try here. So you've got Mila Kunis, who is just, um, she belongs to a Russian family who immigrated into America um, and who, she's like, has a bad bad life as a toilet cleaner, as it is. She's, she's down. Um, and fair. then after her cousin tries to convince her to sell her eggs for money, her, like chicken um, she encounters an alien who tries to kill her, but she is saved at the last minute by Channing Tatum, who wears anti-gravity boots and blasts everything in sight and saves her. And they ride off from Chicago. Very exciting stuff. They then run into Sean Bean, who has bees, and the bees like her. Because she's royalty, you see. She's a queen bee. I believe he says... The bees recognize royalty, or something along those lines, and she like does the this, and the bees follow around. Then they go to space to meet her family, her genetic family, because she is, as they find that just now, she is the exact genetic copy of this massive um, family who owns the universe, 
and she's the, the copy of their mother. And 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 it's not her, inher her inheritance for Earth, which is the most um, valuable planet in the universe. Why? <laughs> you also find at this time that they harvest life to gain eternal life themselves. They harvest the DNA to become young again. And you see, there's like what the, the like the daughter walks into a milk bath and comes out, and she's a bit younger. And that's Wait, so cool. they're like the aliens from the Matrix. And then, yeah. So <laughs> and then afterwards, she sees the son. He's like, "Oh, you should marry me." So then we can like share shit, and it'd be really cool. Be strong alliance. Oh, um, he then plans to kill her, but at the last second, saved again by Channing Tatum, the dog boy himself, comes in and saves her. And goes, kill you, guy! Don't marry him. And so the marriage doesn't go ahead. And then in this in this scene later, the famous "I like dog" scene occurs. Um, <laughs> and then it's just it loses all sense of sanity at that point because if we get introduced to Eddie Redmayne's character who is uh, on a base in Jupiter like they've hollowed up the planet's core and he's like a big mining rig essentially wait how and far are we into the film at this point loses it. What was that, Jay? how far are we into the film at this point this is right towards the end this is like the final, the final oh, okay. he goes to confront this boy Eddie Redmayne and it turns out that he the other son actually killed his mother Shocking, big reveal, which wasn't foreshadowed at all. <laughs> no um, there's a big fight, Jupiter blows up, they escape, and she inherits Earth. Um, and because she's a nice person, she doesn't choose to kill everyone. And she gets with Channing Tatum, who has wings. Um, that's an important fact. Then she has wings at the end. Wait, dog boy has wings, yeah. Not what even boy. is dog boy at this point? Yeah, so it's he, he was one of the, the soldiers they used for this giant army and they like spliced a dog and a man together and they have wings. But he lost his wings because he's a maverick. But he gets them back. Uh kidding how. So how did it do at the box office? It it lost um between <clears throat> it's not sure how I, there was the numbers I have are unsure about this. It's they between keep count. and hundred and twenty million lost at the box office. <laughs> um. It's too much to keep count of. They don't even know. They were, oh, we lost a lot. Somewhere between massive amount and even bigger amount. Jeez. Do you like it, Will? Or is this... I fucking love the film. It's yeah. awful, but I love it so much. Yeah, okay. Oh, gosh. Well, look, that is, that's solidified it, hasn't it, I think, Jay? Casual vacancy is the odd one out. What's your... What's the link, you think? They're all flops. Yeah, you got it. You got oh, it. You lost tons of money. Oh, I was, I was going to talk about the last Airbender film, but that actually made lots of money at the box office somehow. <laughs> you picked a film that thought flopped and then looked it up and found out <laughs> it didn't. It, apparently. it sucked, but it was a, a success. <laughs> I was one of the people that watched it at the cinema, actually. So I'm, I apologise. Yeah, I know, yeah. But then I, I hadn't seen the series, so I had nothing to compare it to. I've only now seen the oh, series no, and no. have been there like, oh gosh, they slaughtered it. The series is great. Um, I think you should go and watch Tube Returning now because it is a, it's a film <laughs> that you just need to experience. Well, you are not going to get me to go and watch Tube Returning. I might. I just might watch Battleship. I might watch Jupiter Ascending, to be honest. Do it. I've seen it twice. I saw it when it came out in cinemas as well. <laughs> 
it was, it was I've never been experience. so angry after I saw the Emoji movie in the cinemas. Bloody I, I forgot you've seen that. Oh, it's, it makes me angry to think about. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <sighs> so, yeah, well done for the, forgetting the link. That was, yeah. Yeah. That was so a what, good link. I like that. That was a good link. So what, what points are we on now? Jay, you're on three. I'm on three. I'm on four. Will's on one. Will yet to, well, this this is it, isn't it? This is a decider, really. Yeah. I think it's um, I don't win. Really? Have you yeah, won every uh, other episode? I won the other episode. I won. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably it's that good. I didn't well, even I... score the point. You just gave it to me. So. That's true, but I mean, it's it's unfair if otherwise. I suppose. Hmm. So, all right, all right, Seth, we've got Thursday Murder Club, yeah. Wildlife, yeah. The Dig, uh-huh. and Notes on a Conditional Form by the 1975. This is correct. Well, which which one are you feeling on this one? Uh, one of the films, I think. Yeah. Which one? I'd say we go for The Dig. Sure. Seth, tell us about The Dig. The Dig. Dig. Jay, have you seen the dig? No. You haven't Will, have you seen the no? Okay, not, well. No. The Dig um was a film that came out on Netflix, I think, early this year or maybe late last year. And it stars Ralph Fiennes as a sort of archaeologist, although that's not ex- excavator. Is that what it's called? When you um dig shit up. Excavationist. Excavationist, fine, yes, let's go with that. I'm not gonna say that because that's a long word, but yeah. So <laughs> Ralph Fiennes goes around <laughs> digging shit up and, um, well, digging it up carefully, you know, excavating it. With a toothbrush. And, yeah, with a toothbrush and stuff like that. And he goes, he gets commissioned by Carrie Mulligan, who's brilliant, may I just say. I like Carrie Mulligan. Um, she's great. And she commissions Ralph Fiennes to dig up her big mound in her garden. And underneath the big mound in her garden is a Viking ship, um, which is nice. Um, the film also stars Lily James and Johnny Flynn, who have a little romance going on. All right, all right. And I do like Johnny Flynn a lot. Um, I'm just going to talk about Johnny Flynn. Jay, you like Johnny Flynn as well, don't you? You haven't watched the, the video that I recorded yet, have you? Shit. Okay, well, it's got Johnny Flynn in it, who, um, who, who's a musician foremost, first and foremost, and then later became an actor and star in a couple of films. But his music's great, and he's good at acting as well, so it's just a bit annoying. But yeah, he's really good in it. Uh, the film's directed by someone called Simon Stone, who I've never really heard of, um, so I guess I knew on the scene. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of a drama at the heart of it, and I think it is based on a true story as well. So that's the dig. That is... Okay. Where is it, sir? England. Somewhere, I think it's somewhere like Surrey or something like that. They're finding um, a Viking. Do you say they found a Viking boat in Kerry Mulligan's garden? Well, it's like in um, just land she owned. Yeah. Okay. This is a very famous finding, and I don't know if you guys know it. I don't know, so I don't know. I think, but yeah, it was... I've heard about that kind of story. There's been a couple that's found. Yeah, it was one of the Spikings, big ones. They wouldn't just like use the longboats to sailing. They'd bring them inland and use them as like building material for like um, shells and stuff. Yeah, and they bury their dead in them sometimes. 
in the fucking oh, yeah, they've set on fire, but yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. That's the dig. Also, you've got this whole. There's a bit of a romance between Carrie Mulligan, who kind of fancies Ralph Fiennes, but Ralph Fiennes has like a really annoying wife. Not. Well, she's a bit annoying. She's just. She's actually not annoying, but she's just annoying because you want Carrie Mulligan and Ralph Fiennes to get together, and you're like, get look, get her out of the picture. Let's see this happen. Um, it doesn't happen. And, and Lily James was married to a, a gay bloke, which is why she then um, went towards Johnny Flynn. You're making me sound worse as you carry on talking about it. Well, there's, there's a lot of drama behind it, but the, the film was pretty much made. I'll just say this on the last thing. The film was made to give recognition to the guy who actually found the ship, because until a couple of years ago, people thought it was someone else. People thought it was, you know, the big company, one of the big museums, but actually it was just this one guy. So the film was sort of made to pay respect to him. Yeah, I think that's quite an important point you just said there. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I think. What do you want it's to talk about watch. next? Um, what was that, Seth? I was just—it's a lovely watch. Like, do watch it. It's a very, ah, oh, you know, just a just a nice, nice film to watch. Uh-huh. I'm thinking Thursday Murder Club. Personally. Yeah. Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. So this is like the big book of last year, pretty much, wasn't it? I mean, everyone's kind of heard of it and everyone who's read it. Well, I thought everyone who's read it seemed to like it, but I don't know if it was actually massively well received by like the hardcore crime fans. So I think they thought it was a bit of a, well, you know, you've got that guy on TV writing a book sort of thing. Um, we've got some people, I love Richard because I love Pointless. Um, and the book is, it's set in a Kent, quiet Kent village and, um, it's, yeah, it's just a murder mystery, basically. And I'm not going to go into it because, obviously, I'd spoil the murder mystery. But, yes, that someone is... Someone dying? Someone, yeah. Three people, I think. They start stuffing up. That's quite a lot of deaths. And a body is found. Like, you know, seems unrelated, but isn't unrelated. Um, Shocking. Always forget this about Richard Osman as well. His brother, bassist in Suede. Always forget about that. Is it a good book, Seth? Um, the BBC Sounds version of it, which it was what I listened to, was, was fine. It's it's pretty good. I didn't see the, I didn't guess the murderer, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing about the book. Really, um, did it make yeah. sense for it to be that person? It sort of made sense. Yeah, no, it did make yeah. sense. I just didn't see it coming. Okay, that's good. I suppose that's credit. And he's obviously writing a sequel, which he wrote that like insanely fast. It's like two weeks ago, he's like, I've written a sequel. Like, it's literally been, what, like six months after the release? So it's, it kind of... Yeah, there's, a, there's usually a long time between finishing a book and publishing a book. Uh, yeah, maybe he probably started the other one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you like the first one, then I guess you like the next one as well. Well, maybe it might be it might be terrible. You never know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know why. I'm just drawn to the fact that it's set in Kent and the last one was set in Surrey. Might be right. <laughs> the home county type thing, aren't they? All right. Uh, well, I'm thinking about the the Johnny Flynn detail, in that he's a musician who's done an acting thing, 
in oh, Richard Osman is a TV person point. who's done a writing thing. So I think one of the other choices is going to be a a thingy person doing a not thingy thing. If you know what I mean. That was a very eloquent way of saying it. But yes, I don't know. You know what I mean? A thingy person doing a not thingy thing. I, I, I get you. I get you. Yeah. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Should we look at the other film before 1975? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Sure. Let's talk about wildlife. wildlife. Are you sure you don't want to look at 1975 first? Let's talk about wildlife. So you definitely don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about wildlife. Okay. Let's talk about wildlife. Okay, well, you guys call the shots. So we'll talk about wildlife directed by Paul Dano. <coughs> who's obviously um, a brilliant... Oh, well, anyway, look, I'll talk about the film first. Um, wildlife starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Carrie Mulligan again. Hello, Carrie. Um, she's great. Um, and it's set somewhere in America, I think. Um... Oh, not <laughs> No, sorry, we'll defunct your theory. Um, but yeah, set in America, and it's basically where lots of forest fires are happening. But it's just, it's a really, really slow domestic drama study thing. Um, and I mean, it's got Jake Dylan Hall, who's great, and Karen Milligan is really good. So the performances are really strong. So if you want to watch it for the performances, then watch it for the performances. And one of the reasons that the performances are so strong is because the film was directed by Paul Dano, who himself was an actor so he shared a similar jargon with the other actors on set you'd imagine um Paul Dano was from like stuff like Little Miss Sunshine uh Prisoner Swiss Army and There Will Be Blood he's a very underrated actor I think he's great um but yes I, I wouldn't watch Wildlife again it was boring That's what I'm yeah, you seem so happy with yourself right now <laughs> hmm? you seem so proud of yourself I, it's just because Seth seems so deflated. Do you want to talk about 1975 quickly? I, I think <laughs> you do. I wish we talked about it first, because I had... Um, so, 1975, Notes on a Conditional Form, um, was 1975's most recent album. Um, it, it begins with... All their albums, I realised when I was looking into their Spotify stuff, begin with a song called 1975. That's just a thing. Um... They're all different, obviously. But this one had like a Greta Thunberg speech over the top of it, which was um, not to my taste. And then you had like, it's, it's a very strong album. It's a bit long. It's about 21 songs. So, I mean, some of them could definitely go. Um, but you've got stuff like If You're Too Shy, The Birthday Party, Guys, it's got some great tracks on it. Um, and Matt Healy's mum, which I didn't realise until I looked it up, Matt Healy's mum, is Denise Walsh, who is apparently an actress from Waterloo Road, Coronation Street, Hollyoaks, all that stuff. So Matt Healy's got a secret mum. Not that secret, because it's online. But just a mum that, you know, is also famous. Much like Richard Osman's brother, I suppose. Doesn't star Carrie Mulligan in the 1975 Wish it did. You, you were really hoping to lead us on with the 1975 yeah, yeah, and then we just picked it last yeah that was pretty much it yeah 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 okay so so will do you want to do you want to formalize what what the link is and what the other yeah, one sure. is it's dudes who did stuff and now do other stuff for these things <laughs> absolutely yeah that is it and the other one is the 1975 yeah. yeah yeah things that did people that did stuff and are now using the platform to do other stuff 
arguably not as good was another dimension to that. Is but this um is this the link that you you've been bigging up all week, Seth? I just I thought it was quite it's a it's a good link. Not a bad link. Yeah, no, it's not bad at all. Not as good as lost money in the bottom office there, I think, just personally. No, I preferred Wills. Oh, I just more watched um, Jupiter Descending now because it is an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, do you want to know what my link was? That would oh, be yeah, nice. Tell us the odd one out first, and then we'll see if we can just yeah. salvage okay. the link. The odd one out was Igor. Okay, oh, let me okay. have a look. Now I'm really lost. Is it just the names? Expand on that. Oh. It can't just I... be, surely, Eliza Doodle, Oliver Twist, Aaron Brockovich, forename and surname, both in the title of the work. Oh, yep. sake. <laughs> Igor is the one, although it has his first name, it doesn't have his surname as well. They're, they've all got full names, apart from Igor, or is this his it first name? And I'm infuriated that I was linked. It's very surface level. That's why, I, that's why I said it. But then I thought, no, it's too surface. That's, that's like a link that I'd come up with. And, <laughs> and, and Jay would then dislike me for a couple of days but that was your link yeah it was it would have been nice if you'd had like Oliver Twisty but or something you know what, I beg your pardon no don't worry I'll shut <laughs> I'll edit that bit out I was going down a different path there yeah did okay. you say Oliver Twisty but <laughs> yeah I heard that too was that what you said yeah I was thinking like Brockovich do little Twisty but it'd be nice if they all had the same sort of Syllables to them, but so I mean, it's, it's fine as they are. So, scores on the doors. I've got six. Ouch, I got well, three now. You're on four, you're on I'm four on with me. He's also on four, so I win. This is the first time I, I don't win very often. Wow, I'm very pleased. Congratulations, you won at your own podcast. I don't normally win. I'm happy. Leave me alone. The reason you don't normally win is because my links are um shit. Stuff like prime numbers. Yeah. Um, but and this dogs. Time, see, this is it. When I do do a good link, um, we get I never it. win. So it's like if I do a bad one, then I will win. If I do a good one, then I won't win. So there's no incentive for me to come up with a a good link. <laughs> You don't want to do something good because that makes it easier for other people to play the game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Selfish, I know, but there we go. Thanks for coming on, Will. Flawless, gentlemen. Absolutely flawless. How'd you like the new format? Yeah, I like the quiz a lot. It's difficult to think of four things. I struggle to think of three, and now four is a challenge, but I like a challenge. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good man. I like it. I like, I like this new format. I think this is fun. I like it as well. I like spotting the difference. I think that's fun. Yeah. I used to love those spot the difference things as a, as a I kid. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> you just see where my brain was going there. But yeah, they were great. I was much better at those than I was at this. They were for kids. Mm. And, these should... are the, and these are for idiots. Just older kids. <laughs> older kids, yeah. Older yeah. kids who've watched more films and not read any more books. Yeah. 
I think I've read less. Like I've gone down in books I've read at this point. Just from that. Mm. I I think I've I've done that as well. Actually, I when we first started the podcast, I started actively going out of my way and reading books, and now I don't don't care anymore. That's sort of why we've got this new format, so we don't actually have to... I think books will be gone in about three weeks. I don't think you'll ever hear a book in this podcast again. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we swap books out for plays a lot of the time in the in the last version. <laughs> Other stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for listening to the end, anyone who has done. Well done. Yeah. Have a biscuit and a cup of tea. Treat yourself. Yeah. Me and Seth, by now, will have had um, two other things that we've uploaded of um, reaction videos to music that we've recommended to each other. That's up on the internet now. Yeah, so if um, you want to see me and Jay in action... Where is it on the internet? You just said the internet. Just we'll, put, we'll put links in, in the description. Um, it's it. on my uh, uh, YouTube channel. Jay Panels. Two N's, one L. <laughs> Bit of a dick. Oh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So that's goodbye from me. Thanks for listening. And thank it's you, Will, for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Will. And I suppose a goodbye from me as well. <laughs>